okay, it's fine. But what if they're like introducing trainers, catch screen 3.0, the and they just button. had a back button? <laughs> uh, oh, you're right. I'm laughing, but it is absolutely what we all want. You know, it, like it would be the greatest change they've ever added. Oh, boy, okay. I can't gas myself out now. We have so much more to go here. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. It's time to Pokemon Go Beyond Plus Ultra. As seasons change, Pokemon Go follows suit. The maximum level is being increased. No cap. Wait, there's actually a cap of 50. With the Lake Spirits coming back, region locks are a remote worry. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 119. It's November 17th. Yes, another wonderful Tuesday evening. I'm your host, Chris. And with me, I'm joined by, as always, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle. What's going on, man? Nothing much. Uh, well, actually, a whole lot. But oh, we'll I was there. about to say, let's walk that back. You know that's a lie. Oh, man, we got so much stuff to cover this episode. It's insane. But before we get into any of that exciting stuff, shout out to two brand new patrons, Brent and Stefan. Thank you very much to both of you for your contribution uh, and support for the show. Really appreciate it. Okay, Mr. Kyle, we, we did set some goals last week. And then almost, this almost oh, seems boy. weird because we... <laughs> My brain right now is already in the news section, but hold up. We got we to do what we always got to do here and, and review our review our goals. So last week, we had a Light to Buzz community day. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. So we'll talk about the event of the news section, but let's talk about our shiny counts now. You and I both had set goals. You wanted to catch 15 Electabuzz. How did that go? Uh, I got eight. Eight? Eight. All right. So yeah, you just barely missed it. Yeah? Look, look. Okay. <laughs> To be honest, I forgot that this was the one that was on Sunday, and I thought Magmar was the one that was on Sunday. So oh. I only got to play for like uh, just under two hours. So I think I did mostly okay. Okay. I appreciate that. That's fair enough. Okay. Uh, what about uh, 300,000 Stardust? Did you get that? No. Okay. Well, as a result of that, I definitely did not get that. Fair enough. Fair enough. And what about a shiny Lugia, huh? <laughs> no. Oh, no, Kyle. Oh, <laughs> a goose egg, my I, dude. I think I did two Lugia raids. <laughs> and they were both during... Were those... <laughs> I'm pretty sure I invited you to both of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, at least you air quotes tried, I guess. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's fine. For myself, I wanted to catch 20 shiny Electabuzz. I caught, what, 28 shiny Electabuzz? So that's oh, yeah, done. That's not bad. 300,000 Stardust, boy, did I go ham. I absolutely did do that. And I wanted to hatch at least 18 eggs in order to hatch a shiny Elekid. I hatched like 30, and I did get one shiny Elekid. So I'm thrilled about that. So uh, a three for three. So that's what it's got to be. In order for me to get a perfect score nowadays, you have to get zero, Kyle. <laughs> Equivalent exchange. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. It's the law. Yeah. Well, Kyle requested that we do a Unova badge check because it's it's been a while here. So why don't we why don't we do that? Where are you at right now, Kyle? I'm at 112. <gasps> I'm at 119, baby. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Some notable holes in my decks right now is I still don't have a Conkelder registered. How is that oh, possible? Wow. 
Oh, I don't have a good enough one to invest in. That's why. <laughs> oh, I'm still missing an Arkin. 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 Yeah, still missing one. Haven't got it. And that's like the most noteworthy one that I feel like I'm missing. Yeah, I'm also missing one to one of the um, the incarnate form of Landorus. That's what I'm missing. I'm missing Landorus entirely. Wow. Okay. Very cool. Gosh, how did I miss that? I'm a little embarrassed. Oh, I oh I'm missing Landorus and uh what the heck is the other one? I have tornadoes. Click on them. You're looking at the poke. Oh, okay. No, I I don't remember the third one's name. Oh, okay, a, gotcha. I don't have a shadow. Dang. Well, thank you for coming in and saving the day and make me feel better. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, hey, enough about that. We, we're, you're probably wondering why we did a you know the badge check. Well, that'll become exceedingly obvious once we get into the news section, at least into the middle of the news section here. So without further ado, let's hop into the news. Hey, what's going on? It's the news. Okay, so first things first, Electabuzz community, how'd it go? Kyle, how'd it go? You played for, what was it, three minutes? Uh, like, like a hundred minutes. Oh, wow. A hundred minutes. <laughs> wow. You don't say. Uh, you couldn't just say an hour and a half or an hour 20. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, no. An hour it's 40. more than an hour and a half. Hour, hour less 40. Than two hours. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. How was your experience for your 100 minutes? Well, the electabuzz were difficult to catch. <laughs> yeah, they were. Even after they'd supposedly increased the catch rate for our hemisphere yep it was still rough for those of you that might not know what kyle's referring to there was this uh this thing where the catch circle for electabuzz was green indicating an easier uh base catch rate right but that was not necessarily the case they were hopping out of you know ultra ball excellent curveball throws the golden raz uh it did not appear that the bcr in the code had been changed although this is all i believe it's hearsay this wasn't confirmed by anybody official but uh, the the data and the evidence is rather overwhelming. Now, that being said, Kyle, I did not have that much trouble catching mine, although I did use Ultra Balls for the most of the day because my Pokeball was going off of my Ball Plus. I don't, I don't really know. I can't really speak to it. But you, you found it was difficult? It was difficult, but landing excellent curve throws was not too difficult because Electabuzz is just one of those Pokemon. So Yeah, he's a big boy. Yep, and he's sort of close. He's at that nice sweet spot where you can kind of just throw it and it gets there. Just a little, you know, yeah. yeah. And there you go. Yeah, that's it. Nice. <laughs> There's a visual that nobody here can see, but we all know it was there. <laughs> yeah. I definitely did make a face. Thanks for calling it out. I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. And there was also the special research and the free research or the free search, if you will. I gave all those Sinnoh stones there. No. Uh, did you? Uh, yes, that's a good, free search is a great term. No. Did, did you enjoy the uh, the ticketed research? Yeah, it was it was fine. I like the Stardust, but oh yeah, it's, hard to argue. You know, I'm glad they gave people Sinnoh stones. Yes, yes. I also the the free search was really super easy to to do. Like probably in like three minutes, if you actually read what you were doing, you could have done it by accident. That's the sort of tasks they were. I did do it by accident before I. Yeah, checked. see there you it go. There's always one. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So so that was really nice. I like that they're doing that. I think that feels good, especially for Pokemon like this that require the evolution item. If you're a newer player, uh, you know it's not really reasonable to acquire them. Up to that point where you'd be like, well, I can't even evolve this guy. Like, what am I doing? Well, now you can't. So that's a, a good quality of life that they did for that. But uh, I, I digress and I don't want to hold up because we got so much to cover here. 
Next piece of news here, the Pokemon Home event. This actually started t- today, uh, Tuesday the 17th. But here's here's what the article had to say. Trainers, in celebration of Pokemon Go's integration with Pokemon Home, a special event will be taking place soon. Activate a mystery box during the event and you might encounter a shiny Meltan. Hard pause. You might wonder why this is notable because shiny Meltan has been out in the past. It is one of the only shinies. I believe it might actually be the only shiny that is available situationally and not available thereafter its release. So this only comes in and out for events. So this is important. People have been waiting for a while. Trent, I see you. (laughs) There's also plenty of research to enjoy from timed research that rewards Pidgeot mega energy to field research tasks that lead to encounters with Slowpoke and others. In addition, Mega Pidgeot will receive a CP boost during the event period. So if you haven't Mega Evolved one yet, this might be a good time to do so. End quote. So when is this event happening? Well, I already spilled the beans on that. It started today, November 17th at 8 a.m. local time to Monday, November 23rd at 10 p.m. local time. So next Monday night at 10 p.m., wherever you might be. Features include the following Pokemon will be appearing more often in the wild. Alolan Sandshrew, Zubat, Alolan Diglett, Slowpoke, Magnemite, Ditto, which so many stinking Wishmers do turn into Ditto for me today. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Porygon, Hoot Hoot, Remoraid, Wishmer, Lilip, Anorith, Fungus, and the most exciting one, Cottony. Oh, man. Yes. It's good for us because we need that candy. <laughs> the following Pokemon will be hatching from five kilometer eggs. Nidoran female, Nidoran male, Slowpoke, Omanite, Kabuto, Lilip, and Anorith. Pokemon such as Alolan Vulpix, Slowpoke, Magnemite, Shinx, Timber, Clink, and more will be appearing in raids. If you're lucky, you might find a shiny Slowpoke. Hooray for the release of shiny Slowpoke. Event-exclusive timed research will reward you Pidgeot Mega Energy, Pokeballs, Berries, Encounters with Slowpoke, and Gibble, and more. Event-exclusive field research tasks will reward encounters with Pokemon like Slowpoke and more. Mega Pidgeot will receive a CP boost during the event period. We recovered that. Be sure to activate the mystery box during this time. You might encounter a shiny Meltan. It seems the shiny Meltan will go back into hiding after this event is over, like we said as well. We'll be sure to let you know if they're spotted again in the future. Additionally, from Monday, November 16th, that was yesterday, at 1 p.m. to Tuesday, November 24th, so next Tuesday at 1 p.m. PST this time, don't be fooled, Kobalion, Terrakion, and Verizian will be available to challenge in five-star raids. There will be special avatar items available, including the Melmetal jacket, the Melmetal vest, Melmetal shoes, and Grand Oaks glasses. Check out the style shop to get yours. Now, I have to say the Melmetal jacket, I love it. Have you seen it yet? (laughs) Oh, no, I have not seen it. It's like a puffy zip-up night jacket. Nice. I like it. It's awesome. And obviously, Grand Oaks glasses are pretty solid. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if you had to pick one thing as a takeaway from this event that people should be focusing on, what would it be, Kyle? The Meltan boxes. Get as many as you can, which I believe if you are accurate with it, you can get three during the time, but it's very narrow window. Yep. Yeah. So do one as soon as you can, if you haven't done already, so that you can get in as many as you possibly can. Great. So, oh, that just just a reminder, you can get a Meltan box by transferring Pokemon from Go to Let's Go or from Go to Home. You get mystery boxes either way. So there you go. All right. Next piece of news here. November limited research on Saturday, November 28th from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. local time. You can complete event exclusive field research tasks to earn encounters with Nidoran female and Nidoran male. 
If you're lucky, you might even encounter a shiny Nidoran of either. You can also look forward to event-exclusive timed research. So another research day, Saturday, November 28th. Now we've had, I think, something every weekend this month. Yes, it has been a busy time. It has been a busy time, and and there's more busyness to come. But I don't want to dwell too long on this. It'll be exciting to do. Um, I think it's an interesting choice for them to focus on both of the Nidorans. Um, It's kind of a fun thing instead of just doing one or the other. And the shinies are are dope. Yeah. What? They switch colors. It's fun. It's okay. What? Okay. All right. Well, are you the sort of guy that wouldn't wear a couple's costume on Halloween? It would have to be the right one. What on earth would that be? I mean, it means that there's probably many I would deny, but there are some that I would say yes to. So. What? Like, like something that's a really funny, creative, clever joke? I don't know. I'd have to. It would have to be presented to me, to me, to be determined. All right, yay or nay on this, and then we'll move on. I swear. <laughs> what if? What if you and your girlfriend? She pitched you this idea, right? And she was like, "We're gonna. Our theme is gonna be hot dog. Uh, you're gonna be in this this like dog onesie, and then she's just gonna wear a costume that makes her look like a like a bunch of fire." <laughs> okay. Good. Sure. Yeah. Good. Great. Okay. Yeah. You, you heard it here first, folks, and probably last. Kyle will do that. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Okay, next piece of news here. Lake spirits are coming back. Woo! Trainers, in the upcoming Lake Legends event, the legendary Pokemon Uxie, Mesprit, or Azelf will be appearing in five-star raids depending on where you are. During this time, Goldeen will also be appearing more often in the wild and hatching for 5k eggs, and if you're lucky, you might even find a shiny Goldeen. Shiny Goldeen release, baby. Yeah, yeah. When is this going to be? Well, Tuesday, November 24th at 1 p.m. to Monday, November 30th at 1 p.m. PST. Features include Uxie, Mesprit, and Azelf. Five-star rates. We already covered that. Some other Pokemon related to lakes, knowledge, emotion, and willpower will be appearing in raids as well. Pokemon commonly found near lakes, including Psyduck, Golding, Magikarp, Surskit, Starly, Bidoof, and Shellos will be attracted to incense, hatching from eggs, and appearing more often in the wild. Pokemon related to knowledge, emotion, and willpower, like Abra, Machop, and Ralts, will be attracted to incense, hatching from eggs and appearing more often in the wild. AR mapping tasks will offer new rewards. Oh, that sounds interesting. And themed field research will be available for the duration of the event. Well, you got my ticket right there. That's what I wanted to hear. (laughs) (laughs) This seems like kind of a a strange, weird event, uh, especially juxtaposed where it is the end of this month. Um, Kyle, what are your thoughts on this Lake Legends event? First, I just want to point out for those of you who weren't around the first time the Lake Spirits were here and you might not pay full attention to it because it's not really relevant. They are regional legendaries. So if you live in North America, you get Azelf. And Chris, do you remember which the other two are split into? Oh, no, I I couldn't tell you. I'm surprised you remembered that because I didn't remember that. I'm pretty sure Mesprite is is like is europe western europe and then uxie is is australia something to that breakdown but apac yeah in emea yeah. yeah okay and so that's really really big because the last time these came around remote raids weren't a thing so this is an exciting event right you- and niantic did confirm that you can be remote rated like invited to these other raids. Yep. so we, we never thought the day would come we can fill those those dex entries relatively yes. easily if you can communicate with some people. 
awesome. I'm I'm very excited about this because I like having my decks completion and my living decks. <laughs> so it's about time. So if you if you have those in your area, you know, hit me up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Calm down, everybody. I know what you're waiting for. Kyle and I are all, have also been waiting for it. It's time to talk about the Go Beyond update. And we're going to work through this in, in chunks and probably review the chunks as we go, as we see fit, instead of doing what we normally do, which is read through the whole thing and then circle back. Because there's just oh, there's just too much to cover here. Whew. Go Beyond. The Pokemon Go journey continues beyond. Trainers, since we began our journey together over four years ago, Pokemon Go has evolved in so many ways. From the addition of battles, raid battles, trainer battles, and Team Go Rocket battles, to the discovery of over 600 different Pokemon that can be encountered in the game, the world of Pokemon Go has continued to change and expand in exciting new ways. The week of Monday, November 30th, 2020, Pokemon Go will go beyond. We'll be making big changes to how trainers can level up and implementing Seasons a new way to experience in-game events. Not only that, but Pokemon originally discovered in the Kalos region will be coming to Pokemon Go. Okay, well, there's a lot to unpack there. Thankfully, we wrote a nice little outline <laughs> that will help us do that. So we'll take it one thing at a time. There's also some other things that were not mentioned there that are, are packed into this update as well. First up, level up redesign coming soon. Level cap increased to 50 what uh, oh man mind blown right oh. <sighs> trainers for the first time since the game's launch leveling up is being rebalanced in pokemon go we're rebalancing a wide assortment of features and systems to make leveling up more fun than ever and for those trainers who've already reached level 40 you'll be pleased to know that you'll soon have the ability to reach up to level 50 so long as you're up to the challenge that is <laughs> Is that a double dog dare? I think it is. Leveling up in Pokemon Go will soon be more fun and accessible. If you haven't played Pokemon Go in a while, you might be feeling a bit skittish about jumping back in, but don't worry. Soon, leveling up in Pokemon Go will be more accessible than ever. Starting on November 30th, you'll earn more XP from catching Pokemon, evolving Pokemon, hatching eggs, registering new Pokedex entries, and more. In some cases, the XP earned will be as much as double what it was before, so it'll be easier than ever for trainers to catch up to their higher-level friends. You'll never catch us. Don't even try. <laughs> You'll I'm catch joking. me. It's okay. <laughs> Kyle's, Kyle's the trainer I take with me in a Pokemon Go zombie invasion. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> Chris, we established today Chris has about double my trainer experience. Yes, now. but still our expectation or suspicion rather is that we're still both going to be woefully underprepared for oh, this. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, become a legacy 40 trainer before the end of the year. Trainers who reach level 40 before Thursday, December 31st at 11 59 PM local time will earn the title of legacy 40 trainer and earn some exclusive rewards like timed research that rewards an exclusive Gyarados hat item and a special legacy 40 medal. To help trainers reach level 40 faster, a double catch XP bonus will be live from Wednesday, November 18th at 1 p.m. to Thursday, December 31st at 11.59 p.m. local time. Now, the reason I emphasize that is because that's a month and a half. And it layers on top of the XP changes that are going to happen starting November 30th, too. It's going to be nutty. I don't think we're going to be short on XP, right? 
Uh, additionally, trainers will soon be able to power up their Pokemon to a higher CP than was previously possible at each trainer level. Try powering up your Pokemon to see the difference. <gasps> wow. Yes. Higher <laughs> CP caps, man. CP ceiling going up. Vaulted CP ceilings, if you will. Oh, man. So uh, what do you think about this? This is this is one of the bigger pieces we've got today. So level cap increase these all these XP bonuses, this XP bonus event. What are your thoughts, Kyle? I mean, a new level cap is real exciting because chasing experience is one of the more fun things to do because you have a very tangible reward at the end, whether you need it or not. Whereas chasing Stardust means, okay, I now have 200,000 Stardust and now it's gone. Mm -hmm. So that's really exciting. And I mentioned it. I want to say it was last week, but time has no meaning anymore. <laughs> I really True. wanted to see them make playing the game the best way to get experience and not doing friendships. Mm -hmm. So to see friendships excluded from the XP increases here is very refreshing for me. I mean, I 100% would agree. Um, I'm most excited for seeing higher CP on, on Pokemon, though. It's going to be cool to see if it like changes the meta at all at some of these top levels like are we still going to be talking about you know probably we'll still be talking about shadow on youtube but are we going to be talking about smackdown tarantar still you know what i mean well there's some more details here about level 40 and this and this level cap here not just all of this different ways to do different things and how xp is going to be gained oh no 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 there's even more level 40 trainers get ready for a whole new challenge <gasps> Already at level 40 and excited to finally put your extra XP to use? Well, the wait's nearly over, and there's a ton to look forward to when you level up. However, surpassing level 40 will take more than just experience. You'll also need to complete new level up research between levels, and these tasks can be quite challenging. <gasps> yes, I'm here for it. Limited <laughs> research with more weight to it. Let's go. Pokemon Go will also be introducing Candy XL. These candies will be required to power up Pokemon to even higher CP than was previously possible and can be acquired either by catching Pokemon or by converting and combining candy into Candy XL. There will be also other ways to obtain Candy XL, so stay tuned. How could we not with all this happening? Keep an eye out for special timed research to complete in December to help you level up. And for those of you working on pushing past level 40, why not give your fellow trainers a hand as they try to reach level 40 themselves? There'll be tons of opportunities for everyone to earn XP throughout November and December, like during the 12 Days of Friendship event, which we'll be covering a little bit later here. Oh my. Oh this Candy my. XL thing. This sounds this sounds promising, exciting. It's it also sounds a little bit worrisome, you know. Well, okay, but my main concern here yeah. is that we had we didn't hear anything about candy small through large. We we have we have normal. We have normal candy. We just so got where, candy, dude. So where's small and where's large? I I don't know. I don't know. And you're also like you're establishing that medium is normal. I mean, yes. That's a dangerous, that's a dangerous game to play right there. No. <laughs> what do I've we worked at Starbucks long <laughs> enough that when people say normal, they mean medium. Dude, I'm going to assume <laughs> that translates everywhere. Well, it's like it's like small, normal large <laughs> i oh, mean geez. regular everyone's like give me a regular what's that i would i would be like what are you 
What do you mean? You mean like that, we don't I mean, have a regular? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we only have uh, we only have a medium or or grande, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Take your poison. Give me, give me some of that. Give me some of that regular candy. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, that actually that makes sense in this context. There's just no small or large, but anyway. Okay. All right. Anyway, moving along here. Go beyond exciting Pokemon Go gameplay changes to come. In addition to the updates to XP and trainer leveling outlined above, or previously rather, because time is linear, not up and down. That's straightforward. Okay. You can also look forward to updates regarding encountering and catching Pokemon, adventure sync, buddy adventure, field research, gifts, and more. We'll provide more information once these changes go live during the week of November 30th, 2020. The one that catches my eye the most there is the catching Pokemon one. Yes. Well, catching and encountering uh-huh. is that's interesting because they haven't done that before. Like in my memory, they re uh, they like made the UI look better, but they didn't really change the way that catching felt or worked. Yeah. You know, what's an update to catching and encountering look like? That's exciting. Hopefully. Do you think they'll mess with the ball physics? Oh, God, I hope not. I kind of hope they do. Just let me skip the animation. (laughs) You will get so much more money from me. All of the money. If I can skip the animation. What if, Kyle? It's not any huge changes. They just had a back button. Yeah, I don't care. That's it. That's fine. That would be the I'm not even joking. You can laugh and laugh and laugh. It would be an absolute game changer. Okay, it's fine. But what if they're like introducing trainers, catch screen 3.0, the and they just button. had a back button? <laughs> uh, oh, you're right. I'm laughing, but it is absolutely what we all want. You know, it, like it would be the greatest change they've ever added. Oh, boy. Okay. I can't gas myself out now. We got so much more to go here. Leveling redesign testing premieres in Australia. So this might be one of the opportunities where some beta testing for our friends over in New Zealand and Australia. It'll be it'll be good. It'll be a boon to you. A portion of level 40 trainers in Australia will soon be given early access to some of these new features. We'll be rolling out the level cap increase to Australia tomorrow for testing before making it available to trainers around the world. Trainers who make it to level 41 and above during the testing period will receive a survey to provide their feedback. As we tune and rebalance in response to this feedback, the test may change. Level 40 trainers who power up Pokemon past the previous CP maximum will be unable to use those Pokemon in the Master League format for the time (laughs) being in order to maintain a fair competition. However, these Pokemon can still defend gyms. Interesting. I like the way they're navigating this. It definitely feels like a okay. This is for like you know like a week. We'll be fine. You know, yeah, it's like it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's not gonna break the game, guys. It's just, shh, 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 right. Don't worry. Don't right. Worry. Just, just got it. let it happen. It's okay. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Good. Well, that's that's neat that they're doing that more. It, it, that actually sounds like a test to me, where they're just like, okay, some of you a little bit more just realize that like that feels like a proper beta test. You so know, th- this why disagree oh okay. i think the coin stuff felt like a proper beta test and this is like we're just gonna slow roll this out to make sure that the entire game doesn't implode on itself right but how else do you stress test this you know without doing exactly like, what they're doing that's the thing a stress test is not a beta test that's that's its own thing okay all right all right because like they can't revert this if this breaks the game 
if they update this to Australia and Australian players' games break after they've already hit level 41, what are they going to do? Oh, Roll them uh, back to level 40? <laughs> yes. Can you imagine? Uh, can they do that? They probably can, right? I don't know. That's the problem with their spaghetti code for the game. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure either. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. But, you know, you know, I'm very hopeful that it'll go without a hitch and it'll be awesome. Um, and those of you that participate know they're participating. And so you don't get bamboozled out of participating in Master League, which, as far as bamboozles go, probably the least offensive. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Bamboozle. Don't worry. No one cares oh, about Master no. League. I can't play in Master League. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. All right. Here we go, Kyle. Buckle up. Experience Pokemon Go in a new way with seasons. <gasps> yes. We've learned a lot from running both live and in-game events in Pokemon Go these past few years. We're excited to put all we've learned to work in a brand new way of experience in-game Pokemon Go events seasons. As the world outside rotates through winter, spring, summer, and autumn, the world of Pokemon Go will change with the seasons. Every three months, you can expect to see a new season in Pokemon Go that brings major changes, such as the following. Different Pokemon will be appearing more often in the wild, hatching from eggs and appearing in raids. Some Pokemon will be more difficult to find depending on the season, so catch them while you can. Based on what hemisphere you're in, you can find different Pokemon appearing in the wild each season. For example, in the first season, Pokemon related to winter will be appearing in the wild in the Northern Hemisphere, while Burmese, Daramaka, and other Pokemon related to summer will be appearing in the wild in the Southern Hemisphere. You might notice other differences in the Pokemon you can find in the wild, too. Okay, well, that's cool. This is not going to be too confusing for people that are, you know, celebrating, you know, winter in other climates in the other hemisphere. <laughs> you know, that, yeah. that's good. That's good. In addition, different forms of deerling will be appearing in the wild, depending on which hemisphere you're in. So keep a lookout. Okay, I think we all saw that one coming. In-game events will be themed based on the season they occur in, and seasons will be continually updated with more features and content. Very exciting. Uh, and there's some mega changes as well. With each new season, trainers can also expect to see updates to mega evolved Pokemon. Different new Mega Evolved Pokemon will be appearing in raids each season. Certain Mega Evolved Pokemon will have limited periods where they will have increased total CP, and trainers will have opportunities to use these Mega Evolved Pokemon more easily. So some more reasons for people to use their Mega Pokemon, which is always good. There's also some Go Battle League changes. The introduction of seasons also brings exciting changes to the Go Battle League. The GBL will expand from 10 to 24 ranks, and the top four ranks will have all new names and corresponding badges. The expanded ranks will be accompanied by a totally new reward structure, which gives trainers more opportunities to earn exclusive rewards through ranking up. You can expect the Go Battle League rewards to be tied to the theme of the current season, too. Go Battle League seasons will occur in tandem with the overarching season and will rotate formats at the same three-month schedule. So each season is going to be three months, from the sounds of it. The first season is a season of celebration starting on Tuesday, December 1st at 8 a.m. local time. The first season will begin the season of celebration. Pokemon originally discovered in the Kalos region will be appearing in Pokemon Go to celebrate their arrival and the new year. Pokemon, Pokemon Willow. Professor Willow <laughs> is embarking on a quest to research the different regions of the Pokemon world, and he needs your help because he doesn't get funding from a central government. During this season, trainers will be able to participate in a series of in-game events featuring Pokemon first discovered in different regions. 
Whether you're a fan of Kanto, Johto, Hoenn, Sinnoh, Unova, or Kalos, <laughs> Pokemon originally discovered in each of these regions will be appearing as Professor Willow looks to discover and celebrate the rich histories. At the end of the season of Celebration, we'll be introducing a brand new global event experience. Stay tuned for more details. Okay, well, that's all for seasons. So that, that was quite a bit. Let's let's back up for a second, Kyle. I kind of want to get your thoughts on a couple of things here. So first of all, three months for a season. So basically, we're looking at a quarterly sort of cadence here, right? Yeah. If they maintain the three-month thing. How do you feel about that? Do you think what they've described here for what's going to be in those three months is enough to carry them through those three months? I think it's too long, but we won't truly know until we experience the first one fully. At the end of a season of celebration, I think we will be able to have opinions on the matter. But on paper, three months is just too long for a certain subset of spawns. Events might shift them, obviously, but in the grand scheme of things. I would agree. Um, I mean, especially considering we live in Chicagoland, we only have two seasons, right? We yeah. have a winter and construction season. Isn't that the joke? <laughs> It is the joke. That's, that's the joke. <laughs> I want a six-month construction season. Seasons is what I want. <laughs> Only timber spawning. Actually, it's more like, isn't it like 10 months of, <laughs> of construction? It, it's, yeah, it's like nine and a half months. They're still doing construction right now on the roads, Ugh. and it's like 30 degrees outside. Jeez, so. uh, sorry. I, I didn't mean to bring up Chicago humor. It's just too perfect. But this, I, I think I share some of your, your same concerns if they're talking about limiting the the amount of available Pokemon, I have a couple of concerns around, you know, the meta in GBL while yes. this will be live, how it'll affect that. Because uh, you don't want suddenly a Pokemon that, like, let's say an Ozumarill, right? You don't want that to not be available to people just because, and, like, and they have to wait nine months to get it or something. Yeah. I mean, they are saying that they will be uncommon, not, not spawning. So you okay. can still probably find a Meryl during a summer season let's just say for example we're making it up where the spawns are fire themed in the northern hemisphere you can still find one it just will not be very common it'll be like finding a meryl in a desert biome currently right right which is not okay but it's it's better than nothing i also think that this this addresses a concern that we've been we've had discussions about for the past couple of years but it's that the amount of pokemon in this game is becoming so vast that it's choking out other spawns right mm -hmm. i mean they've had to rebalance certain spawn pools or at least have them fluctuate to some degree because there was a period of time where like people couldn't find pidgey yeah you remember the, you know <laughs> yeah the first there was time minkata <laughs> came out and it was like catch two pidgey we couldn't find and nobody could do it i know the great pidgey drought of whatever that was but this is a this is a really intelligent and fun way of going about dealing with that issue i mean they mentioned it at the top of this 600 pokemon currently available in go uh that's a lot yeah that's that's a lot and so I, i'm kind of i'm hopeful I, I i feel really good about this i think if they pull it off right it'll be exactly what everybody wants it'll be very healthy for the game I agree completely. I think it's a fantastic idea, but it's something that needs to be so perfectly fine-tuned to actually work. Because this idea of seasons, it's all over the place in other games and other content in general. Animal Crossing goes through their seasons where you can only find bugs in certain times of the year, obviously. It's a very 
comparable type of situation. A lot of video games have seasons for their season passes and battle passes and stuff like that. Destiny 2 looking at you. Yeah, where you can only get certain cosmetics or certain items during the time. But Pokemon is still unique in the fact that every single Pokemon you catch is important because it could be useful. Whereas in Animal Crossing, you only need to catch one of the butterflies, one of the bugs, you know, one of the fish, and then you're good. Do you know what I'm trying to say? No, absolutely. I, I agree. And yeah, you're not you're not getting points to get a bigger fish when you catch 50 smaller fish in Animal Crossing. Like once you've caught the one, you really can largely avoid it unless you're trying to do it for the sake of fishing. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I, yeah, I, I think that what you're saying is 100 percent accurate. And in that way, I think that makes this strategy and structure even stronger because the the rarity of it like the intent to play the motivation to play will be raised for players that are like oh this is spawning more commonly like i i kind of want to go out and play a lot more during this season in order to get you know x y or z pokemon more often which is nice you it'll, it'll let people focus more i think something else that i would like to see happen is intentionally shifting go battle league metas by banning very prevalent pokemon that might be against the idea of the current season i think that would be exciting and another way of introducing life to something yeah i i wholeheartedly agree yep yeah the gbl stuff is going to be interesting and i'm really excited for fish and DeFi to get a chance to dig into this uh not this week because uh, they've already recorded their section once this uh news has come out but i'm excited to hear what they have to say because the change from 10 to 24 ranks is, is kind of exciting too because it allows for more opportunities oh. for you to get stuff for uh. your your rank up <laughs> rewards all right can i i want to make a comment please because as chris and i were going through this and i'm just like I don't think anybody at Niantic has actually intensely played a competitive online multiplayer game with ranks because just adding more ranks does not fix any bottlenecks. As you probably know, if you pay attention to Go Battle League, the difference between rank seven and then eight, nine, 10 is quite large and it gets bigger as you go up. That's just the nature of competitive play. Adding 14 more ranks will just move that bottleneck. And it will not make it any better for players. I mean, but you don't think that the amount of wins or requirements in order to, or whatever it happens to be, because I change it uh, every once in a while now, you don't think that the requirement to get to level or rank 10 rather will be different than it is now? Or you think it'll stay the same? And then on top of that rank 24, let's go with that will be the same difficulty to get to as rank 10 because they're not actually adding anything new to make it more difficult. Nothing is changing. They can adjust the wins and stuff like that, obviously, but they could do that at rank one through 10 as well. Instead for comparison, league of legends. Oh boy. I'm sorry, Chris, but it's the most, <laughs> it's the best competitive scene. I know. No, you're right. They have bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond, and then, some very exclusive ranks after that that don't matter. About 55% of the population is in bronze. And everyone was like, that's too much. There's, there's too many people in bronze. The display of skill is very large across the board. So they added iron below bronze to try and spread some of those people out. Do you should know what happened? Wood, just saying. It should have been wood. You're right. Yeah. But do you know what happened when that got added? Uh, I stopped playing. 
there's about the same number of people in iron as there are in diamond. Oh. Like 0.8% of the population. So it made like a weird, uh, like lopsided bell curve instead of a, a pyramid that makes sense. Yes. So I just don't see how this works, but maybe there's some, they have some math going on in the background that will help even it out. But at some point you will hit the point where everybody else is more competitive than you is more invested than you and that will be the wall that most people happen that will be the rank seven okay so like i agree and i think that that's that's fine though i don't think that's unhealthy i think that's okay this this past season that we're actually technically the current gbl season that we're in right now for little cup and stuff the requirements were, were different it wasn't really based on your rating at all it was based on your engagement and how many games you won which was nice right and so they've changed it before in the past but going to like a, a rating system let's just say they do and now we have 24 ranks every single time you rank up you get a, a substantial reward when you do that this offers more opportunities for those people to claim those rewards and therefore it, it's more feel good so like somebody that would have you know brick walled at rank seven in the past when I'll brick wall at like, you know, rank 16 or 17 or something, like maybe 18 or 19, and they'll have gotten that many more ranks and have gotten that much more enjoyment out of it. Maybe. But who's to say that they don't just adjust how much each reward gives? Sure, obviously, it feels better. You get that. You get the dopamine from ranking up. We all know that feeling. So that's still good. But will it feel good in six months when you just have to do it all over again? Maybe we'll have to see. Okay, I think so. I think we'll have to see. And I'm excited to hear what the battlers have to say about it because that's their world, you know? Uh, and, and so I, it has to be done with great care in order to respect that community. Uh, and I'm excited to see how it turns out. Sounds pretty good from my perspective. Sounds questionable from Kyle's perspective. That's <laughs> yeah, somewhere in the middle, I bet, you know? Pokemon originally discovered in the Kalos region are coming. Trainers. Pokemon originally discovered in Kanto, Johto, Hoenn, Sinnoh, Unova, Alola, and Galar have all been seen in Pokemon Go so far. But on Wednesday, December 2nd, the Fire Nation attack. No, uh, we'll also <laughs> begin to see Pokemon originally discovered in Kalos, the region where Mega Evolution was first discovered. Pokemon originally discovered in the Kalos region are coming soon. Pokemon such as Chespin, Fennekin, Crokey, Fletchling, and their evolutions will be coming to Pokemon Go, including the highly anticipated Greninja and Talonflame. I love me some Talonflame. Yes. High War will also be available in both of its forms. Here's a list of many of the Pokemon you can expect to encounter either in the wild, through evolution, or by hatching eggs starting on December 2nd, 2020. Here's the list. Chespin, Quilladin, Chestnut, Fennekin, Brakeson, Delphox, Froakie, Frogadier, Greninja, Bunnelby and Diggersby, Fletchling, Fletchinder, and Talonflame, and Litleo and Pyroar, and Klefki. Please note that Klefki will be appearing only in France. Well, there you go. There's a new French regional for you. All right, Holla. I'm going to stop you right there. Thank okay. God. <laughs> Why? You didn't want to deal with Klefki? It means I... Never have to see Klefki ever. <laughs> what I hate Klefki. You're going to get a call. This is like, a hill I will as... die on. No, 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 no. December 2nd, you're going to wake up and you're going to call somebody offering you your dream job. You just have to move to France. And you'd be like, no, Klefki. <laughs> I can't do it on account of the Klefki. And it's like, excuse me? 
Uh, well, celebrate the arrival of new Pokemon with a special event. From Wednesday, December 2nd at 10 a.m. when these Pokemon go live to Tuesday, December 8th at 10 p.m. local time, Pokemon originally discovered in the Kalos region will be appearing more often in the wild. More details to come soon. Ooh. A mysterious raid egg? There seems to be a mysterious Pokemon preparing to hatch from a one-star raid egg soon. One star? Is this going to be like another Shink situation? God, I hope not. We're tracking the progress of this egg on our social channels, and we might need your help to get it to hatch sooner. Well, that sounds like fun. A little bit of social media engagement. That sounds like a good time. Any any guesses? I don't know. I'm trying to think. It's got to be a new Pokemon or a new... I, I don't know. We don't have Zorua. We don't have Zorua or Zorark. Zoroark in the game. Zoroark. But they're like the trickster Pokemon. So, no, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think that's going to be a very specific research or something like a GoFest. No, because it's a baby Pokemon. It's got to be in an egg. Oh, I guess that's true, too. So that's a possibility. I mean, I would I would expect Zorua. Oh, sorry, I wouldn't expect. I wouldn't be surprised if Zorua was a raid exclusive then, like Shinx was for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess Shinx was also in 10K eggs, but that's basically raid exclusive in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's cool. Uh, Callus Pokemon coming. That's exciting. There's not a whole lot else to say, you know, other than just being like hype, hype, hype. And and we'll we'll talk more about Catalyst Pokemon in the Pokepole section this week. But lastly, here the Twelve Days of Friendship event we said we were going to circle around back to. Here we are. Look at that circled around. To prepare for these exciting developments, there will be a series of exciting bonuses available today. Well, that's the the date of the release of this, which is uh, eleven eighteen. As we kick off our Twelve Days of Friendship event. After the Go Beyond update goes live, there will be lots to do in December to help you take advantage of all the changes, such as December Community Day and fun holiday events. Since 2016, a lot has changed, both in the real world and in Pokemon Go. What hasn't changed, however, is the fact that we have each other and our Pokemon. Oh. <sighs> as Pokemon Go has grown, so have we, because we're older. It's been four years. As oh, trainers. Man. <laughs> more cold more cold the game has grown beyond our wildest imaginations and we're thrilled to see it continue strong four years later it wouldn't have been possible without all of you so 12 days of friendship when does it start wednesday november 18th at 1 p.m to monday november 30th at 1 p.m pst is this like pokemon advent <laughs> Bro, I'm here yeah. for it. I'm yeah, here for just it. All the events, all on top of each other over and over again. <laughs> on the 12th day of friendship, friendship levels will increase faster than normal through opening gifts, trading Pokemon, or battling together in raids, gyms, or trainer battles. I'm listing features if that wasn't obvious. Receive an attack boost when you battle in raids with friends. Be sure to pick up a remote raid pass in the shop to raid with friends no matter where they are. You'll earn increased XP from completing raids and you can open more gifts each day. And here's also the bonus. In addition, you'll earn twice the XP from catching Pokemon from Wednesday, November 18th at 1 p.m. to Thursday, December 31st at 1 p.m. PS2. Oh, actually, we already covered this, but I guess it has to do with this event. So there you are. And if you reach level 40 before Thursday, December 31st at 1159 local time, that's just, you know, the last get it done this year, basically. You'll receive some neat rewards such as a Legacy 40 medal and time to research that rewards the exclusive Gyarados hat 
avatar item. We've relisted both of those things there, but just a reminder, every single time we say there's XP in this event, go out and do it. Cause especially if you're not level 40, it should be relatively, well, this should be easier to get to. Let's just say that. So there we go. That's the news section. That was a, that was, that was a whole lot. I'm assuming Kyle that you've got not a whole lot to say about the friendship event. This 12 days of friendship event. I hope that the friendship level increase is like five times, not just double, but it's probably going to be double. (laughs) If it is, I just, man, I want it to work with my buddy too. Uh, Please. Sorry. I I know. I just need to get my Genesect. That's that's coming up tied to the uh, city stuff, right? Yeah, that's that's very to the city spotlight. Mm hmm. You got it. Um, oh, and I suppose we should say before we get out of here, we'll mention it in the goals. But also just a heads up, Magmar Community Day is this weekend. Be prepared. If you are still low on supplies from this past weekend, make sure you go out and, uh, you know, well, if you can safely go out and restock or just open up a bunch of gifts. That's what I've been doing starting today. I, I opened at least 10. Wow. I hit my cap today. So everybody listening, be proud of me. <laughs> I, I'm proud of you. Good, good for you. I need Kyle. experience all of a sudden again, guys. Well, there you are. I am looking forward to all of these. It's going to be very exciting. And Kyle, I'm assuming that's the same for you. Oh yeah. And I'm also really looking forward to uh, covering this and and seeing how the community responds to everything. It should be a wild ride. Well, this is normally the time of the show where I say, "Look, it's time for gear up." But Kyle and I decided that since we had so much news to cover this week, that we would in the interest of time, not really have a gear up this week. Which brings us to, this is normally where I would have the Pokalore section. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle and I decided, (laughs) Kyle and I decided that there was so much news to cover this week that in the interest of time, we would skip the section as well. So that's what we're going to do. So that then leads us into the Pokepole section. Which is what I would normally say. I'm just kidding. We're actually going to have a Pokepole this week. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So I'm passing it on over to Kyle. So last week's Pokepole was, are you utilizing Pokemon Home for storage or transferring to another Pokemon game? If not, why? First one's from Colton Leo. And he said, short answer is nope. But finally going to get myself a Melmetal, baby. Yeah. 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 I think that might be a common theme amongst people, but we'll see. Next answer is from Bulbaseth7. He said, give me the Meltan, baby, because that's all I'm using it for. <laughs> I can relate. Fair enough. I can relate. Next one's from Mitch Cooks Gravy. Harry. I'm planning on using home to get my spare shinies slash legendaries into sword. Yes, I do need like six boxes of shinies. <laughs> I mean, that's on you. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> that's a trove of shinies. Next one's from Rocketman824. And they said, I'm the person that got bank and filled 97 boxes with breeds and fully built and leveled teams. Oh, my. That's a lot. <laughs> wow. That's there's 30 Pokemon per box. For those of you who don't know from the main series game. That's impressive. It's that's, impressive. That's impressive. As such, I'm a big fan of home and got it as soon as it released. My main reason for doing so is getting Pokemon from bank to sword and shield. Transferring from Go to Home will only be used for shinies that I have a bunch of. Home has been worth it for me to buy, and connectivity with Go is very welcome. But I feel I will use it much less than any other Home feature. That's that's the proper use of Home, not going to lie. Sorry, Pokemon Go users. 
<laughs> what, That's... just for shiny storage? No, no, for keeping your fully bred and leveled up Pokemon for competitive play. That's oh. literally why Bank was added and then Home just became the universal answer. But Yes. Next answer is from Mikey, and he said, I've only been holding on to legendaries for this long, so I can send them to Home. Do I need 20 Rayquaza in Sword and Shield any more than I need them in Go? Nope. Nope, but they'll be there anyways. Maybe I can send them all out on some mundane poke job for laughs. Well, I don't think you can send Rayquaza to Sword and Shield because it's not in the Pokedex, but maybe the DLC added them? I believe the DLC added every missing legendary to that game. Good. Okay. Appreciate yes. it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Lastly, we have Trent. And he said, I've been anticipating it for quite a while. Already used it twice. Didn't pay. To give Spare Deoxys and Dark Ride the boot to clear up some space. Eventually, they'll come back to a main series game, and I can trade those away to people who still need them. That's nice. That is really nice. Um, by the way, uh, I did buy a premium. Oh, wait, I know you did. Did you already have you made sure year. to use your energy as you get it? I used uh, half of the energy at the time and I haven't gone back to use the other half, but I transferred like what, like 30 regular Pokemon or something like that and a couple of other things just, in there. Did you just go straight down the Kanto decks, one of each? Right, yes. But here's the thing is that if it's favorited, it doesn't show up in your available to transfer uh, menu. And uh, so, like, you kind of have to do some, like, premeditated sorting uh, before that. Because, like, uh, every single Pokemon that I'm keeping from my living decks is starred. Star, at least of one. Of course it is. So okay. I got to go oh, through. I should probably God. rename them home and stuff. It's going to be a process. That's It'll be a, a weekend. That, yeah. That's a yeah. that's a spreadsheet waiting to happen. Sure is. And you know me. I'm excited. So this week's Pokepole is, which Kalos Pokemon are you looking forward to the most and why? Well, Chris... So I'm just Gen going to limit six. it. I'm going to limit it to what's coming out first here. Um, oh. And actually, this might have actually been my answer anyway. But I, I love. Um, OK, so I love bug Pokemon. I do. But I also have a, a big spot in my heart for flying Pokemon. I think I've talked about this before, but not nearly as much as bug Pokemon. Like one of my favorite Pokemon of all time is Braviary. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm really looking forward to Talonflame. Talonflame is a beautiful Pokemon. Um, it's got cool moves. It's it's just neat, and I love it, and I'm very much looking forward to it because it shouldn't be overly rare, so it'll be great. I think Talonflame is the best bird Pokemon from the generations, like how each generation has a bird at the start. Yeah, it's Route 2 bird or whatever. Yeah. It's Pidgey. It's Pidgey. It's uh, Starly. Mm-hmm. Fletchling is, is the best one, hands yep. down. So, of the ones that are coming out, Diggersby. No, you didn't just say I that. I did. It is so ridiculous. Oh, it gives me nightmares, bro. Diggersby, though. Uh, <laughs> this, honestly, um, this was the last Pokemon I was expecting you I'll to I'll never say. forget when Gen 6 came out and I was starting to get into like competitive Pokemon, there was a a guy on YouTube I watched his name was Shofu and Diggersby was such a joke. So he bred one and he used it competitively. And it just was such an entertaining video that I fell in love with Diggersby, even though it's such an ugly Pokemon (laughs) overall. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. I was very confident 
that you were just going to say Greninja and that was going to be that. No, but I'm not disappointed. <laughs> that said, I'm not sticking to that list because that's not fun. Uh, my most look forward to Gen 6 Pokemon is Age Slash, of course. Mm, but that's right. That's that's an easy one. I'm waiting for my heart to get broken when it happens because it's going to be terrible. But that's I, I've come to accept that fact. But Gudra. <gasps> oh, that's right. It's just like it's adorable. It's just a slime dragon. What I, I love it. I love it so much. It's like my it's, favorite pseudo legendary, basically. Yeah, I was I was about to say it's it's got to be one of the best pseudo legendaries they have. It's just so unique. It's goofy. It's great. Yes. Okay, well, if you, dear listener, have an answer to the question, which Kalos Pokemon are you looking forward to the most and why, you don't have to limit it to what's coming out. You don't have to. It could be any Pokemon from that generation. We'd love to hear from you. Please answer the question we posted on social, such as Facebook and slash or Twitter. Or if you're a patron of ours, more about Patreon later, uh, you can post it to our patron-exclusive Discord when we post the question there. You can also send us a voicemail to the phone line 262-586-7717. Uh, with that or any other sort of message you want to leave us. Um, but you can also send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. But at this time, we're going to pass it on over to our PVP coroner and PVP experts, Fish and DeFi E. They're going to be talking about uh, Marsh Cup, touching that a little bit, uh, along with their usual news headlines that they cover. But also, it looks like they're going to be doing a deep dive on the Sylph Arena. See you on the other side. Hi, I'm Fisher Nahida. And I'm DeFi 250 And this is PvP Corner, where we give you all the news you need to know that is happening in the PvP world, as well as some deep dive information that can really help you elevate your game. DeFi E, what are the extreme speed headlines this week? Well, first off, the Kanto Cup is the current GBL meta. What we are seeing a lot of are Hypno, like we predicted last week. I've also been seeing a lot of Snorlax and Lapras. How about you, Fish? Yeah, that's exactly what I've been seeing. I've also been seeing a fair few Wigglytuff, a lot of Alolan Sandslash, and occasionally I come across an Incinerate Rapidash, which is really cool to see. It is. It's fun to see like that giant, powerful fire fast move. I absolutely love it. And then as Kanto Cup is coming to an end, we can start thinking about Catch Cup coming up next. Remembering you can only use Pokemon that you've caught during GBL Season 5. Pokemon like Mew and Celebi and Jirachi are not allowed, but there are lots of Pokemon that are allowed, and I'm predicting a ton of Wigglytuff due to that Jigglypuff spotlight hour we had a couple weeks ago. Right, yeah, that is fair. I also think that Melmetal would make an appearance for anyone who's willing to spend that much Stardust uh, because of the Pokemon Home event that is giving everyone these Meltan boxes. And I have to do a little humble brag. As we were setting up to record, I caught a shiny Meltan. Ah, nice. So I'm very excited. Yes. It's so cute. Uh, We also have our own headlines to give you. DeFi-E, what news do you have to share? I just wanted to put out there that Legendary Moo, the guest on the podcast last week, and I are teaming up and we're doing a stream together on Legendary Moo's Twitch channel at 7 p.m. on Friday night, CST. And we're going to be doing a little Canto Cup competition amongst ourselves. And we're going to be doing this all in the name of raising money for Mental Health America, a really fantastic charity focused on raising awareness and helping people get access to services and information about mental health. 
So that's so cool. Um, I stream at that time myself, so maybe if you guys are still going by the time I'm done, I'll, I'll send my viewers over. Sounds awesome. Thank you. And my own news is that the Silph Arena are going to be releasing their new meta for December and myself along with a couple of other Australian PvP content creators, uh, we've been selected to be the ones to announce the new meta to the world. That is so cool! <laughs> I know, I'm very excited about it. As of recording, I literally know nothing else. So we, we haven't even settled on a time yet that we will be announcing these this cup on our stream. Or even which channel, whose channel we're going to use to do it. Uh, so all that information will come out by the time this podcast is released. That information will all be decided upon and announced. If you check out the social channels for the Sylph Arena, all the details will be there. I'm excited. I am looking forward to it. And congratulations Thank you. on being chosen. Speaking of Sylph, let's do a little Sylph check-in. We are deep in the marsh for the marsh tournaments. And I have to agree with you, Fish. Using a grass, mud boy, and AWAC line is so strong. <laughs> I've been using it like crazy, and I have just been annihilating the competition. Right, yeah. It's so balanced, and it just covers so much of the meta. I, I do have to say, though, that I brought a Whimsicott in my line, and I matched it up against a shift tree, and oh. <laughs> oh, that poor shift tree. <laughs> Right, yeah, so I, I did manage to create a new team with Shiftree as part of it, and just in preparation for that, I added Venusaur in as a second grass Pokemon, so if I do come across a Whimsicott, I can swap out my Shiftree for the Venusaur. It does very similar things and beats the Whimsicott. Fair enough, good preparation. There's also been a new hidden achievement unlocked, so we have talked about in previous episodes the idea that you can earn badges for your Traveler's card while doing these PvP tournaments, and some of these badges have been kept secret, and you can only discover them kind of if you stumble upon them accidentally. So uh, this one is called uh, I Have Mono. I'm so sorry. Are you going to be okay? <laughs> um, yeah, I'll be fine. Uh, it's the name of the new badge. Um, it is a badge that you get by placing in the top 50% of a tournament while using a team of six monotype Pokemon. So no dual types allowed in your team. And Fish and I were brainstorming right at the start because this is tough. Some of the <laughs> best Pokemon in Great League are there because they're dual types. So your Azus, your Ferrothorns, your Alolan Marowaks, those are all dual type Pokemon. But we racked our brains, we thought of some monotype Pokemon that you could build a team around and maybe an open Great League competition. You have your Umbreon, Defense Deoxys, Munchlax, Meganium, Cresselia. Even that Hypno that is dominating Kanto Cup right now is a monotype Pokemon. Right, yeah, exactly. There's, there's plenty of good options. All right, are we ready to deep dive? Let us dive. And the deep dive topic for this week is something that we have been looking forward to talking about for a long time. How about you lead us into our discussion of the Sylph Arena fish? Right, yeah, so we talk about it every single week. It's the thing that DeFi and I place the most importance on when it comes to PvP. It's uh, kind of a step up from GBL in kind of the effort that you've got to put in and the strategy that's involved. It's 
actually the kind of original PvP competition. It's a global competition, it's the most prestigious PvP competition in the world, and it is pretty much what made PvP what it is today. So much of what GBL is, is based on things that the Silph Arena have been doing since January in 2019. And speaking of GBL, there are some really key differences that really elevate what you're doing in the Sylph Arena. One major aspect is that it is a pick six format and use three versus go battle league. You are just going in blind and I don't know what my opponent is going to use. I can make my best guess, but go battle league for me is much more casual. It's accessible. I can just hop in with a team of three. If I lose, eh, I've got 24 more battles that day. However, with the Sylph Arena, you pick six. My opponent can see the six Pokemon that I'm choosing from. I can see their six Pokemon. And from that, you choose three Pokemon to bring to your battle. And you battle best two out of three. That's a big one too, yeah. Having to battle best out of three. So it's not just one and done. Uh, good luck, see you next time. Um, the, the best of three format enables you to make changes in between battles to kind of adjust to what your opponent is doing. So you can lose the first one and then make an adjustment, come back and win battles two and three, and you've won that matchup against your opponent. And that really is what elevates it for me. Something else that I really appreciate about the Sylph Arena is that it's a completely volunteer organization. There are a lot of tournament organizers, there are a lot of web developers, people who work to make the Sylph Arena website and Sylph Arena tournaments what they are, and it's it's unpaid. It is a volunteer position. Each month, people working with the Sylph Arena release a brand new meta or a theme. So a set of rules where certain Pokemon are allowed and certain ones are not. Go Battle League kind of pulled from this when they did the Flying Cup and the Halloween Cup. For example, in the Sylph Arena this month, we have the Marsh Cup. Only poison, ghost, bug, grass, and water types are allowed. And you can also ban certain Pokemon like Tropius and Abomasnow. The Sylph Arena has been doing this again since January 2019, a year before Go Battle League even was a thought <laughs> in all of our minds. Right, so once the arena creates their theme for the month, literally anyone around the world can create and run a tournament using that theme. So if you're part of the Upper East Side Raiders group or the, the Pokemon GoCast podcast Discord server, uh, you can run a tournament amongst yourself and your friends using this rule set. The sylph.gg website handles everything you need. It helps you create the tournament, uh, run the tournament, set the matchups, um, help you register your team, tracks your stats and your results. It's all kind of user-friendly and intuitive. Another thing that I love about Sylph Arena, yeah, you're battling with the people in your community. You're battling with your locals, you're battling with people you know, but really, the end goal is you're battling on the world stage. You battle with your friends over the course of these months, trying to rack up wins, and eventually you're working towards a regional tournament. So for example, for last season's regionals, I did a regional for Wisconsin, and all the best battlers from my area in all these different little communities, the best ones were invited to take place in this regional tournament to see who were some of the best battlers from Wisconsin those best battlers got to go on to see who were the best in the continent. And then there were continentals in all the other continents. And then finally there is a global competition. So 
how you do in these small community tournaments can really make an impact and you can end up battling people from Argentina, people <laughs> from London, people from Australia on the world stage and it is so cool. Yeah, absolutely. It's it, really cool because not a lot of people kind of care about that aspect of it, that kind of dominating the world being the best there ever was kind of thing, uh, which that's perfectly fine. These tournaments are really community based, so if you just want to get together with your friends and compete against them and you think that's the only thing you need to have fun with this that is absolutely fine but there's also this structure in place for those who do take pvp seriously and want to achieve kind of results and success and and they do want to become that best there ever was um, there is that whole system in place to progress to your regional championship then become the best in your continent and then maybe represent your continent in the global championship, which happens once a year. And it's so, so cool. I personally feel that one of the best things about the self arena is something that we haven't really been able to partake in lately. And those are in-person tournaments due to the COVID-19 pandemic. All self tournaments right now are taking place virtually over discord servers, over telegram. However, once we return to normal, we are so looking forward to having these in-person tournaments. A lot of people will do little raffle prizes, little charity things, have food, have beverages, and just have that community coming together. I know that many people are really looking forward to the return of in-person tournaments someday. Yeah, totally. So if you want to get involved in participating in these tournaments, or maybe if you want to hold a tournament yourself, run one for your local community, it's a really good way to bring the community together. Just head to silph.gg, S-I-L-P-H dot G-G, and that will have all the resources you need to get going, get into it. Fish, I think that's a show. Absolutely. If you've got any questions uh, for us that you want us to answer on the show, then just send those questions into mail at gocastpodcast.com. It's still the same one they give at the end of the show. Uh, we look forward to hearing from you and we will see you next week. Thank you, Fish and DeFi-E. Looking forward to uh, Legendary Moo, who we had the show last week, and DeFi-E's stream for charity Friday night at 7 p.m. That's going to be pretty cool, so make sure you head on out there and do it. Um, and then also check out Fish on a Heater in his Twitch stream. If you want to check out their social feeds and, and make sure that you're up to date, you can check them out uh, in our show notes. There's links there to their content as well. So, awesome. Thank you so much to the two of you again for an excellent pvp corner section but you know what I, I i remember faintly we were just talking about something what was it kyle uh, emails I th oh uh yeah uh, emails the email section emails emails it's email. it's email time yeah, it's email time yeah okay yep we did it Whew. so the first email here is from joshua and they said hey chris and kyle hey sorry a bit of a long one here I personally couldn't have been more excited for Mega Evolutions to come to Pokemon Go. All of my shinies can Mega Evolve, like Gyarados and Gardevoir, so I'm very happy. Unfortunately, this changed to the system that Niantic did. My first problem with the system is that there aren't enough Megas added. At the time of writing this email, there are only six Megas in the game, these being Blastoise, both Charizards, Beedrill, Pidgeot, Houndoom, and Gengar. In my opinion, go hard or go home. 
I wouldn't have minded waiting another six months to get all the Megas and Primals in at once. Also, I thought Mega Evolution would be like in the main series game. You Mega Evolve it in battle at your choice. However, they've made it, again, at the time of writing this email. So it's a forum that lasts four hours. I feel that this can only majorly benefit people who live in areas where they are surrounded by gym raids to use them effectively. Otherwise, you would need to do a mega walk and plan a route accordingly, hoping that a couple of five-star raids are around. This could be improved by allowing a player to do more than one mega at a time. However, I understand that this is against the whole theory of mega evolution. Decrease the amount of Pokemon-specific energy or allowing you to unlock the form in battle, much like in the video games. Perhaps depending on what kind of buddy you are with the Pokemon, the cheaper the cost is to a minimum of zero at best buddies, as the whole point is about developing a connection with your Pokemon. I also have a bone to pick with Niantic. They removed my favorite starter mega, Venusaur. Oh, that's a good point. Oh, yeah. I believe that Pokemon secretly hates Bulbasaur and all its evolutions. At first, they didn't didn't give Bulbasaur a trainer in the anime. Talking about Pokemon Origins. It's Leaf, though. (laughs) Then they didn't make a game of him and instead decided to choose Pikachu. I know Leaf Green exists, but it isn't the same. Yeah, that's fair enough. (laughs) In defense, Green version did exist in Japan, just not in America. It did. It did. Now they remove Venusaur from Mega Raids. Why Why do they need to remove a Pokemon to add one? Is Niantic's coding storage full? Maybe. I think would lots you of, like to know? <laughs> I think lots of trainers would much prefer some of their hat Pikachus to vanish from existence. <laughs> you take that back. No, please take take all of them back. No, stop it. There are parts <laughs> of the world that they just love them to death. I know they do. Yeah. However, even after all this, I am still glad that it is in the game and I am excited to use its mechanic for myself. Okay, really quick, before I move on to the rest of this email, because there's more, the reason that they removed Venusaur out of rotation was to introduce Mega Gengar because I think that they didn't want to oversaturate the pool because we don't want to be in a world where Mega Raids, which has its own percentage chance of spawning when a raid egg pops, we don't want that to be so diluted that you'll never find what you want. But why not remove Mega Beedrill? It, <laughs> it, it came out at the same time as the starters. Because deal with it. I think it's mostly because Venusaur and Mega Gengar shared one of the mega types, that being poison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody uses a poison type attacker in Pokemon <laughs> Go, and you know it. The type is upset. Dead. Are you a little upset that I gave you a good reason? <laughs> yes, because I already knew you were going to say that. I thought that was the first reason you were going to use. Oh no, no, no! I'm not. Oh no. Oh, well, now I feel bad. I thought that was smart, but oh boy, okay. <laughs> But yeah, six Pokemon in a raid rotation is pretty much the upper limit they try and do for an extended period of time. So it makes sense, but it does present a problem going forward for sure. But there's more to this email. Also, I have a question about the podcast itself. Is there a way to me to view the podcast live or as it gets posted? I live in the UK and I don't get your podcast on Apple Podcasts until as late as Saturday, even if you record on a Tuesday. It's quite funny looking at the news I have on the day listening compared to when you recorded. Is there a way to listen live or sooner than Saturday? Or should I keep looking forward to Saturdays? <laughs> well, this is kind of a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> so we record on Tuesdays and largely I aim to get the episode up on Thursdays or Fridays, depending on uh, my time and ability to do so. 
Um, and so that's why you usually get it on Saturdays when it hits the feed. That being said, there are quicker ways to get the episode. If you uh, check our Buzzsprout page where it goes live first, you'll get it before it even has to wait for the delay to hit the feeds. But other than that, it's just because I it, it takes me a couple of days to edit these because I put a lot of time and effort into each edit. He I does. hope that's apparent. But yeah, that's the reason there. Uh, and we currently do not do live recordings for reasons that would be obvious if we did do live recordings. That being said, it is something that Kyle and I have considered in the past and is not necessarily off the table. There's more to the email, though. I know the email is long already. Sorry. Don't be sorry. I just want to write the answer to the poker poll really quickly. I hope when you receive this email, I make it into episode 118. Not this time. Next next 118. Yeah, yeah. next 118. Yeah. The next pack. <laughs> if not, hello, Chris and Kyle. I'm writing to you from last week. Hello. Here is my answer to the poker poll. Zorua. Yeah, we are just talking about that. How about that? There you go. Here's my not-so-official Niantic announcement. Trainers, a new Pokemon from this upcoming community day is Zorua, the tricky fox Pokemon. The event will run through, insert date and time here, and more Zorua will be appearing in the wild than usual. If you are lucky, you could even find a shiny. Take a snapshot during the day to find a photobomb surprise. Ditto. Ooh. Ditto will appear as your buddy Pokemon in a photobomb. And if you're lucky, you could even find it shiny. Well, packed event already. If you evolve Zorua into Zoroark during the day, it will learn the event-exclusive move new to the Isle of Armor DLC, Burning Jealousy, a move that burns the opponent if they have any stat changes. Like for the main series game, Zoroark will be able to disguise itself to another Pokemon on your team, now with the help of a new item, Mirror Candy. Mirror Candy can be found by catching Ditto, completing oh. the event special research, purchasing the Community Day box, or occasionally when walking with Zorua or Zoroark. Zoroark. For just five Zorua Candy, one Mirror Candy, and a thousand Stardust, you can allow your Zoroark to do its special ability for three battles, whether that be battling raids, gyms, fighting other people and go battling or pushing back against Team Go Rocket. Also new to this community day, for the first time ever, five times catch Stardust for Zerua only. I'm there. <laughs> also, team up with Professor Will as he tries to find Zoroark's den, and while attempting to not get confused by Zoroark's powerful illusions in Zoroark's devious disguises. In this special research you receive after evolving a Zorua into a Zoroark. There'll be a 560 Pokecoin bundle featuring 20 Mirror Candy, a choice of one Elite Charge TM or Elite Fast TM, a choice of seven Poffins or five Rare Candy, choice of one Star Piece or one Lucky Egg, and one Incense. Zorua requires 87 Candy to evolve and a Mirror Candy. What do you think? Thanks for reading my very long email and hope you can answer my questions, Joshua. P.S. Kyle, I love green shinies. I am that guy who likes the green shiny color. They're minty green or even lime, emerald, or leafy. Not mucus, as you previously said several episodes ago. Ah! It's weird. They just said mucus green like five different times. I, I know, right? It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but okay, so, so feedback on the event as was requested. It's great. Man, the the addition of a new item, even if it is a uh, even if it is a gimmick for the new Pokemon that's being introduced here, it's a big ask. Really, I think the big ask is five times Stardust. No, 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 no. They could get away with that, no problem. But I think I don't know. What, I, think, I, don't know about, I don't know what world you live in. 
<laughs> implementing mirror candy as it is uh, as it is given here, I think it would be a much much more of a technical achievement and difficulty, therefore, for them than just doing five times catch stardust. Now, five times catch stardust is a big ask value wise for sure. Also, having the special research be free by doing something in particular, like participating in the event long enough in order to get the evolution is a cool idea. I like that. And so like you could pay for it. Like, let's just say you could pay for it, but you could also earn it during the event. Yeah. Or maybe it has different rewards if you'd paid for it versus if you got it for free. Yeah. I'd be I would cool agree. With that. And I, I would agree. It's a good idea if you were to introduce a new Pokemon with a community day like this, for example. Yeah, I would agree. But uh, thank you for the email there, Joshua. Really appreciate it. Thank you. This next one's from Gavin. Hey, Kyle and Chris. How is your week going? It's going all right. How's it going over there, Kyle? You doing all right? <laughs> it's going all right, yeah. Oh, good, man. Good. I'm a longtime fan. I've been listening since episode 82. I have been recently going back through every episode and was wondering, oh, one of those. Good for you. Oh, wow. <sighs> what episode is your favorite? Mine is episode 100. Well, that's it for this week. See ya, Gavin. All right. So Gavin likes episode 100. Kyle, what's your favorite episode? Oh, man. How do I pick an episode? They all blur together. No, I'm just... They do all kind of blur together. It's been 119. Boy, remember when we could uh, we could re- like remember each particular one? Yeah, Mm-mm. yeah. I mean, there's a there's a couple that stand out guest wise and otherwise. When Reversal joined us and joined us for the news, not just for an interview, was a was a pretty great time. Yeah, that was a good time. But there's one in particular that I just I remember so vividly, and it's so old. And I think it's called Mill Tanks at the Gazebo. <laughs> Mill Tank in the Gazebo, yeah. It's like episode 16 <laughs> or something like that. It was forever ago. Yeah. But I still remember it, so it's it's definitely on the list. People want to know why I give these episodes ridiculous names sometimes. It's for this reason right here. <laughs> yeah. And in that particular example, I was definitely thinking ahead for what the what the episode banner had to be, the visual I always make for each of these. Oh man. Um I think my favorite was the was the time that you had trivia head to head with Zoe. Oh <laughs> yep. I loved that. That was so okay, much that fun. Was, that was pretty good. Yep. Yeah. But thank you for your email, Gavin. Appreciate it. Next email is from Ted, and they said, Hello, Chris and Kyle. I'll be using the free version of Home in order to store some of the useless perfects that I have in my storage, such as my perfect Exploud and my perfect Galarian Doug Trio, Dat Hair. <laughs> yes, Fabio. You mean. Dat Hair. My perfect Fabio. Also, with the cold weather rolling in the Midwest here, I would like to suggest to your listeners, that they start using a stylus to play Pokemon Go with gloves on. It is far more accurate than with gloves with the touch stitching and makes it much easier to nail those great curveballs. Ted, a.k.a. Arkham Patient. If anyone remembers from like two years ago, I will also second the stylus choice. Although if you quit catch, you can't do it with the stylus and gloves on. So I just, you know, what about two styluses and then like something around your belt to hold your phone in front of your face? <laughs> you just you just put your phone on like a chain around your neck and you balance it against your chest. It's, it's like a clipboard or something. Or you get two styluses and you hold them like chopsticks and you figure it out from there. I No, that that one will definitely not work. Look, all right. You know, you know, my perspective. I think frostbite is just an occupational hazard of being a Pokemon trainer. 
I will say if you are in the market for styluses, Miko brand, M-I-K-O, are quite good. And try to aim for one that has a mesh head, not a rubber head, because the rubber heads tend to stick if you're doing a lot of dragging versus just touching. And it's it's very beneficial. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of input because I don't use a stylus or Pokemon Go. That freaks me out, just that idea. I don't know why. You should do it. You should try it. I, I don't know, man. Just, just know. do it. It's a little... Just do it! <laughs> Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Maybe next episode 118, okay? <laughs> Thanks for the email, Ted. This next one's from Justice. And he says, Oh my God, Electabuzz Community Day was amazing. Me and my friend and his mom and sister all went out to a mall that's nearby. And the mall is so huge that I can just flex on you for a minute. I got 21 shinies. That's yeah. a lot, I think. All right. I don't know. Last community, I got like 12. So like, wow, I really don't know what to say. But here's a question for you. Will you ever have more people come onto the show like you did? Again, don't eat Kit Kats like that. It's not normal. Normal people eat Kit Kats normally. Anyway, despite how monstrous you are in regards to Kit Kats, Slowpoke Community Day would be literally the best thing ever, and I don't know if they have shiny Slowpoke in the game. Oh, 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 oh. oh topical. Oh, they do now, buddy. But, like, this would be a good time to add it. I should probably go now. Bye, my dudes. P.S. Never get a Kit Kat bar like that again. Never again. <laughs> I, suck, leave, I suck at all of this. Leave me alone. Let me enjoy my candy the way I want to. Oh, next, next, next thing you're going to say is you turn it sideways and then you bite into it instead of eating it long ways. I've done both. It doesn't what matter. What is wrong with it you? It doesn't matter. No, <laughs> it matters. This is a non-issue being made into an issue, and I feel, I feel attacked. Uh, my. I want to let everybody. I want to let everybody listening know. I don't eat Kit Kats very often, but when I do now, I revel. In the fact that, like, I, I like to think that when I eat a Kit Kat like that, an angel somewhere loses their wings. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, no. Every, every time you do it, I, I feel a disturbance. <laughs> like a million voices all cried out. <laughs> we're extinguished at once. Suddenly silence. <laughs> okay. All right. But anyway, to answer your question, are we going to have more people on like we like we did? Yes, we, we do historically have guests on the show now and again and it was very fun having moo on this last episode thank you for your email justice appreciate it last emails from mitch and he said and he said hello moo chris and kyle well moo's not here but i'm sure he will appreciate it anyways hey mitch how are you good cold yeah mm-hmm. yep no we're, we're cold it's it's cold over here yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, so I probably should have clarified what I was saying yes to because the good one, uh, it, that that's important as well. Electabuzz Community Day was great. I walked around the Botanical Garden. Although most of the leaves had already fallen, it was beautiful. I took some great AR shots in the Japanese garden. I'm jealous. Ooh. It's like a good time. Looking forward to the Sylph Cup Tuesday night. Can't wait to battle it out in the marsh. That's going on right now, actually, concurrently with our recording session. Yeah, as we're recording, we never get to take part. Not that we would. <laughs> Well, Stardust. maybe. Hey, sometimes I do. Oh, man, I've wasted. So I spent 350,000 stars on Little Cup this last week, by the way. Just saying. All right. That's what I wanted to hear. Thank you. That's what I come here for. I'm going to I'm going to finish reading Mitch's email. Wow. I can. <laughs> also, just saying this empty raid space after the Swords of Justice would be great for Kel Leo, although he is not really familiar for us. 
I feel like I need to set another crazy goal, like when I burn all that stardust for the hero badge. Hmm. Old goals. Rank 10 in the season. Yeah, pretty easy. Now what? 20 plus shiny Electabuzz. Yep. 23 and an Elekid. Nice. Elekid, that's for sure. 400,000 Stardust. Yes, sir. Invested in a Dragonair for Kanto Cup. New goals. 20 plus shiny Magmar and two shiny Magby. All right, reaching for the skies. Up the ante. Shiny Slowpoke and Meltan from the home event. Okay, now pump the brakes. It's a lot of shinies. Hey, remember, Mitch is the one who caught 16 shinies while being off the grid, air quotes. So if anybody could do it. Yeah. And lastly, be above 500,000 Stardust as of next recording. It's me, the Caboose. Thanks for another episode of GoCast. Catch you on the flip flop. See you next week. Please play responsibly. Shiny vibes all. Harry Mitchell's cooks gravy. He did it. He got us. He He got us. (laughs) Oh man. Harry Mitchell cooks gravy. Oh wow. That that just rolls off the tongue, dude. I love it. There you go. See? Yeah. Oh wow. (laughs) Bamboozled. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you for the email. If you, dear listener, would like to send us an email like these fine folks did, you can do so by sending it on over to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can also send and leave a voicemail to the voice line 262-586. 7717. You can also visit our website for details on those two things and so much more that we just listed there at gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, our most active social media account at gocastpodcast. We're also on Facebook. You can like us there at the gocastpodcast. You can help support us on Patreon. That's P A T R E O N.com forward slash gocastpodcast. We've got a few tiers there that get you some cool stuff based on your monthly pledge, but the lowest level available, which is just $1 a month, gets you access to our greatest perk, which is access to our patron exclusive Discord, a fantastic community that we adore on a daily basis. But if monetary support is not in the cards for you, or you're just not interested in doing so, but you still want to help support the show, uh, please, please, please consider leaving us a review on whatever podcasting platform you might be listening on, such as Apple podcasts or Google podcasts or whatever the case may be. Uh, It's free to do so. Uh, It takes just a moment and it helps us out immensely. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you in advance. But speaking of Patreon really quick, shout out to our elite trainers. That's our our highest tier of support. Thank you to Cyprian, Bo, Daniel, Zach Walker, Splinteris, Andrew, Chad, Robert and Lori. We appreciate you so very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Kyle and I also stream over on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash GoCast podcast on Mondays and Thursdays at 7 or 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. We usually make an announcement on our social feeds the day of describing what we're doing and such. I do an art stream on Monday and Kyle and I play a game on Thursdays, usually a Pokemon game. But we uh, we played some zombie games this past week. That was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That being said, it's the end of the show, which means we have but one thing left to do before we bid adieu, and that is set some goals. Reminder, Magmar Community Day. Oh my gosh, so much. Oh, and this and this event that's happening right now too, the home event. Oh boy. All right. So first up, Magmar Community Day. 18 shiny Magmar. 18 shiny Magmar. Also going to go for 300,000 Stardust because I'm actually going to be able to play. Okay. And I would like to get one of the shiny legendaries. One of the Swords of Justice. Yes. One shiny 
Sword <laughs> of Justice. It laughing? feels weird to write. I don't know. Just like a weird, like sword to say, like justice, I want to find singular. one shiny Sword of Justice. Like you know, you're a character in a D and D campaign or something. It sounds like something that like Adventure Time would say or something like that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't know. It's just goofy. I love it. So those three. Anything else? Yeah, that's it for me. Okay. I've got four goals to set for myself in direct juxtaposition to your three goals there, Kyle. You underachiever, you. <laughs> I'm going to fail next week. Just watch. Uh, 25 shiny magmar. So to, to mirror the Electabuzz goal I had set for myself. One shiny magby. So I got to hatch that bad boy. 300,000 stardust, which should come kind of easily based on how many eggs I hatched last time. That was very helpful. And... I want to get two shiny Meltan because I currently have zero and I need a Meltan and a Mel Metal. So I'm going to be putting my faith in my boxes this week. That's uh, a lot of faith. I know. I, it's just a chance that I could get one really, but I'm, I'm going to hope for two. I really, really hope for two. If I put the energy out there, the universe will reward me, right? No. It'll reward me with an important lesson that I should never hope for anything. Viciously. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the universe I know. <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, on that really positive note, we're going to uh, sign off now. So thank you very much for listening all the way through. And we'll catch you all on episode 120. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.